Wham, Bam, Thank You, Ma'am is a podcast that discusses sex, intimate and sexual situations, sexualized anatomy, alcohol, and substance use. Naughty language will be used. We recommend listeners be 18 or older, as some content will not be suitable for younger listeners. Individual episodes may contain additional content warnings. Please refer to these at the start of each episode to keep yourself safe. Most importantly, have fun and enjoy. Welcome to Wham, Bam, Thank You, Ma'am, the smuttiest, sluttiest podcast this side of literary analysis. I'm Corinne, and I'm here because I studied media and literature in college. Why are you here, Roxy? Hi, my name is Roxy. This is day number 352. I've been trapped here. Please send help. Also, hi, I'm here to talk about romance novels and uh, offer my mental health perspective on them at times. But please, send help. No one can hear you. I'll cut this out of the editing. Andy, Andy, don't, don't let her edit it. Andy, Andy, no! And uh, no. speaking of, Andy, why are you here? <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. Andy, you seem to be coming to us from in the woods. Is that correct? I'm not the one riding the turkey. Hey, no, yo. Hey, yo. yo. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm Andy, also known as Super Andiness. I am here because I have been a part of fandom culture for longer than is appropriate for any human to be a part of any fandom culture whatsoever. And we're all so glad we're here. And not turkeys. Uh, <laughs> if I was turkey, my life would be way shorter. <laughs> also simpler, probably. But if a turkey, turkey ejaculates in the woods and there's no one around to hear it, did the turkey ejaculate? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's our <laughs> question why, for later. Why are we talking so much about turkeys, Corinne? Can you tell us why? I can. We're talking about turkeys because this time we're covering an absolutely wild book called Gabby and the Gobblers, a Thanksgiving Why Choose Fiasco by Coda Jean. Growing up, my dad taught me everything about hunting. Small game, big game, it didn't matter. All that mattered was the prize at the end. Dad passed away three years ago, leaving me to bag the coveted Thanksgiving turkey for our family dinner. After all, fresh was best. No one wanted a store-bought turkey. Like every year before, as of the crack of dawn, deep in the woods, ready to bring home the best and the biggest. But my hunting trip was shot to shit when three turkeys attacked me before I could even get my shot off. Yep, those feathered bastards came out of nowhere, attempted to take me down. Then, like magic, the turkeys disappeared, and in their place were three of the most gorgeous men I'd ever seen. I was immediately attracted to the three turkey shifters and wanted to wobble on their gobbles. But after trying to take their lives, would they let me touch their dangly bits? Gabby and the Gobblers is why choose romance, meaning our female main character doesn't have to choose between her gobblers. She gets to be stuffed by them all. And sharing truly is the reason for the season. Content warnings for Gabby and the Gobblers are as follows. Mentions of parental death, grief, taxidermy, non-consensual voyeurism, genre-typical possessiveness, stalking, mild violence, past cheating from a current ex-boyfriend, general self-esteem issues from the main character, genre-typical rough sex, misogyny from a terrible person, 
Intentions of rape by the same terrible person. Thoughts of premeditated murder still from the same terrible person. In case you're new to the show, we've all read this book, taken notes, and highlighted some of the spicy sections. We'll be discussing the story and sexy bits, comparing it to romance and smut fiction with similar themes, setting, tropes, etc., while enjoying the signature drink of the episode. Today's signature drink is Soulmate Cider, a four-component drink made from apple cider, cranberry juice, mulling spices, and spiced rum. The full recipe for this cocktail and mocktail can be found in our Discord and on our social media, WBTYMPod, basically any place you look. But for our sluts and darlings looking to keep things sober, a similar flavor to spice rum can be achieved by adding ground ginger, freshly grated nutmeg, and a dash of vanilla extract to your mulled cider and cranberry juice mixture. Stick around until the very end for a tingling tingler where we read a segment from National Treasure, Chuck Tingle. Now, ma'ams, first drink of the episode, please. Cheers. Won't Cheers. be the last. Oh, that's good. It's apple cider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't like apple cider, you will not like this drink. It's apple cider and cranberry. <laughs> Very seasonal flavors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm very picky. It's a problem. Now, uh, for for the for the patrons who can see this, this is the book cover. It's it's a it is a <laughs> random ass white woman with war paint on her face, a camo hat on, a crop top with Holding a shotgun, which I will get to. And there's a turkey on her head. There's a tur- there You see turkey feet standing on the top of her hat, and then there's two turkeys in the background. So. This book's about fucking turkey men. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I am going to sound so out of pocket right now. But I feel like for the podcast, I'm just staying in line with what precedences we've already set. <laughs> um, have y'all ever seen uh, anime or heard of it called Fruits Basket? Yes. This is fucking redneck Fruits Basket and you cannot convince me otherwise. <sighs> this fucking whole story. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're not wrong. I, I I can't even fight you. I didn't even plug that together, but I can't fight you on it. I don't want to fight you on it. You're right. It's like if Duck Dynasty rebranded Fruits Basket. <laughs> that's this whole book, folks. That oh. is what we, that's, that's the vibe, okay? That's the aesthetic, all right? That is what we read for you. <laughs> so I th- think we need to stop taking suggestions from our community. I agree. Uh... <laughs> I no. will say that this is a special suggestion. We have to stop taking suggestions from Cody. Fuck yeah. you, Cody. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck you, Cody. Cody. Thanks for supporting us, you shit. Fuck you. Th- thanks for being a really good friend and coworker, Cody. You you're dick. a part. You're a part of my family and the father to my godchild, and, and an also asshole. E- e- these books. <laughs> I just these books. Would you is... let your son read this book? This is no, all in jest, by the way. <laughs> I just, I, there were so many moments in my notes. Like, if you ever read any of the notes that we we share with our patrons, please read the notes I took because it devolves. Like, the first chapter, there's, like, at least a whole paragraph or two of notes uh, go on throughout the chapters. The last chapter, 
I kid you not, is just <laughs> in all caps. There are so it's, many points in my notes where I was just suddenly just all capitals yelling in my document. Like I just, this book called for it. And I do want to say, Coda Jean, she knows. She's fucking with us. Oh, this yeah. This is intentional. Oh, yeah. 10,000%. She's yeah. such a little like meme lord. And I will say I enjoyed this more than Shrek. Because yeah. it's very, very satirical. It is so funny. This is genuinely one of the funniest books. I actually called the mams up while I was reading. Because <laughs> I I don't think a romance novel has ever made me guffaw out loud. And I had to call them yep. and let them know that I unfortunately was having a very good, hilarious time reading this. <laughs> so, and, oh, oh, go ahead, Andy. Oh, no. Go ahead, Corinne. No, no, no. You you first. Mine's a little bit longer. Stop flirting. Um, oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. So, Rub I feel like this is... together. <laughs> You'll get that reference later on in the episode, folks. This is an appropriate time for me to come clean with the community. We have our first did not finish. I read the first and last few chapters... That is it. I could not read this book. I'm sorry they couldn't make you finish, Andy. <laughs> it's really frustrating. It could be a combination of things. Um, my my main struggle, I believe, is is a little bit of a personal burnout. Um, I don't know why I would have that around these two very supportive individuals. Um, I'm smiling. Why? You sure are. Um... But I, I did read a little bit of it, just enough to get annoyed with it. So I do have some things to say. But I'm not going to know if what Roxy and Corinne are saying is true or not. I'm going to have no fucking idea. I cannot wait to hear your live reaction to some of the shit we're about to tell you. Because I, I got the plot all lined out, baby. Okay. But um, also... Spe- special for patrons. If you are on the tier of our Patreon where either A, you get to see the video... Or B, get access to our notes. I am notoriously a terrible note taker. So what I did is I took a scene from the end and I put my own spin on it in Photoshop. It's beautiful. It is it's gorgeous. It looks it's like my background. Next, it looks like the next CW show, like it, when they run out of ideas. Mm-hmm. And you too can can have access to this if you join the Patreon at the five dollar or above tier. Andy. Yes. Uh, would you be comfortable letting them use this as a wallpaper also if they're a Patreon member? I'm fine with that uh, as long as we don't specifically make money on it because this is a very nice model gentleman and I, I snatched his photos without paying for them. So yeah, Can we, you imagine we, we email him and we're like, <laughs> hey, love your work. By the way. <laughs> I turn you into, well, you'll see if you buy our Patreon tier. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't specifically, like, sell this in any way, but it, it, yeah, it is a perk. It is a perk. It's just, yeah. a, it's a, it's just something that's there. But yeah. going forward, my notes will most likely be Photoshop projects because those are way easier for me than writing down notes as I read. And I feel like that really gives us a, a different 
type of note experience from all of us. Because mine are very, very thorough, in-depth notes. Roxy's are mainly emotional reactions. Mine are Mimi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yell, I yell a lot in all caps. And, and then we're going to get uh, the physical manifestation of Andy's thoughts in the form of Photoshop, mm. which I like a lot. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of these wonderful masterpieces. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is that there is a disclaimer on this book, and I'd like to read it to everybody. This is a funny fluff piece full of hilarity, jokes, and insta-love. If you don't like any of those, please put the book down now. And please don't call PETA on my ass. No turkeys or rabbits were harmed in the writing of this book. Seriously, though, don't call them. And mom, no matter how much you want to read this one, don't. This is your only warning. <laughs> Honestly, that's so real. I want to drink yeah. with this with this lady yeah. i like this author i like <laughs> i um, want to have a drink with you <laughs> any any critiques i offer because i have i take issue with something is simply because i was raised a redneck so it is just to help you in your further hunting stories coda Jean. it is nothing against you you seem cool as fuck <laughs> And I and i do want to say this is clearly a satirical book it is calling out a lot of shifter romance paranormal romance and omega verse tropes uh also soulmates um and in doing so it's it's like you'll be having a scene that would happen in one of those books and then suddenly it's turkified and there's a turkey like the snoods who wants to describe a snood for the people i didn't Okay, okay, Roxy, what's a Wait, snood? Andy, can you point to it? Can you point to the snood on your picture? Perfect. Oh, don't tickle it. Don't tickle the snood. Tickle on the snood. disgusting. Tickle on it. It is that, like, flesh sack under the beak that they use to, like, warble. They use to make those noises. And it looks like a ball sack. It's the nose nut sack, yes. The, the nose nut sack, and um, there's much s snood rubbing that occurs in this book. Snoods are rubbed against many things, windows, women. The scene I laughed at <laughs> so hard involved a snood, and we'll get to that chapter. But I, I hope my neighbors didn't hear me. I was cackling wildly at like 12 a.m. <laughs> I, again, am so concerned about, like, you know when your dog puts their nose against the window in the car? <laughs> what impression would a snood leave? I don't want to know, but I need to know. You know what I mean? It It's going to look like a droopy ball sack. <sighs> like a ball sack that needs some work done. You need, like, a ball lift. <laughs> Just hike those puppies up. Yeah. Yeah, and then you need like you know that like facelift tape that you like, you can use for like a temporary facelift, like but that that before the balls, you know, give them a little lift when the boys when the boys are looking sad. The I want you all to know that I laughed at it, but my laugh was so high pitched. It was just it didn't escape. It just I it was supersonic. Incredible. <laughs> oh, okay. So plot. It exists. <laughs> um, as you go through the timeline, I will leave my mic unmuted so you get my oh, please, uncontrolled reactions. Please. So editing me, I'm sorry. <laughs> we start very much like a scary movie. She has seven days until Thanksgiving. And for some reason, 
Grocery stores don't exist in this world. She can't just go out and buy a turkey that's like 20 bucks or less. No. She has to go out and hunt it and bring it back for her family because her dad has passed away. God, what's her fucking name? What's this? Gabby. Name? Gabby. That's it's her in name. the title. <laughs> All I know is I do know the 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 triplets' names. Yes, she, of course you the, do. Because they all started with a T, and I yep. lost my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and their dad's name is Thomas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, so uh, Gabby is heading out to her family property uh, to go get a turkey for Thanksgiving because her dad has passed away, and now it's her job to provide for the family. Even though she has a literal job and she could just go to fucking Kroger or something, Gabby. So. She, <laughs> she, she goes out. And I want, I want to stress that there's no shame in going out and getting your own provisions. I, I personally am completely fine with hunting. I think it's a good way to like help with populations and feed families who might not otherwise have the funds. However, the way she is phrasing this is like if she doesn't do it, her family will starve and she will let down the entire community. She is hellbent on getting a turkey and will think of herself as a failure if she doesn't when fucking Costco is right down the road. Anyway. Yeah, like her entire, she has very low self-esteem and yet all of it is pinned on getting this turkey. That's, that's all the, the whole, self-esteem she yeah. has is on this turkey and it's like, Ma'am, you are 25. Why is She's this 25. the thing you're pinning your self-esteem on is getting a turkey for Thanksgiving? So her whole inner monologue in this first chapter <laughs> is, I have to help my mother and my two sisters in our hovel and get us some turkey for Thanksgiving where dad's memory isn't honored. Fuck. Okay, whatever. <sighs> that's that's how we start, folks. All right. Oh. <laughs> May yeah. may may yeah. I yeah. unbridge? Yes, okay. yes, in the audience, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Andy. Nice hi, to, hi, Andy. I'm a happy to be here for our yeah. panel. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, can we get pronouns, Andy? Uh, yes, yes. She, they. Happy to okay. be here. Oh, she, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so first of all, I don't know if this is just like a Missouri thing where I live. First of all, you cannot turkey hunt with a gun around Thanksgiving. That's not turkey season for guns. Okay, so she should have bow and arrow. Second of all, pro tip to anyone going out there to get your own goddamn turkey or your own goddamn anything. Do not take a shotgun hunting. The effectiveness of, shot- of shotguns is based on the dispersion of tiny little lead pellets that poke holes in everything. And if you kill something you want to eat with those things, you could get lead poisoning. You could you could have eat- you know, get one of those little pebbles in your fucking teeth. Don't take a rifle. Thank you. That's hey, thank welcome you. to my thank TED you. talk. Uh, security, security. Hey, <laughs> thank you for coming to our panel. And, <laughs> and that's what distracted me. I couldn't read chapter two because I was so mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was valid though, because when it's something yeah. you actually know about, like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll see these TikToks or things online that have to do with mental health or psychology, and sometimes they're very good and they're very knowledgeable, and sometimes I'm just like. Oh, I can't enjoy this. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not what gaslighting means. Oh. 
So I get it. When you're when you know what you're talking about and then you read it in a book and they're not portraying it the right way, it can be an out of out of, you know, pull you out of the story kind of. I, I am sorry for uh that that's literally like my one thing I wanted to say. <laughs> I appreciated it. No, okay. no, definitely. I, yeah, like I don't know much about hunting. I know you shouldn't use a shotgun because of the pellets and also shotguns are better at closer range. Yeah. Um they get less effective the further you are away, whereas generally when you're hunting, you are a specific amount away from the animal. She's out here execution style. Yeah. I these turkeys. Look at yeah. the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, it's just not the best weapon for the, the usage here. Well, and without, sorry, I, no. I, one last thing with shotguns. If you got a hold of a turkey with a shotgun, you would have a pile of feathers left. That's what would be fucking left from a shotgun blast. I'm done. Sorry. No, go off, go off. Uh, so anyway, she, this is how we set the scene. As she's in her father's blind, thinking of all the good times they had up there and uh, missing him, she has brought a book with her. <laughs> Corinne, I'm not strong enough to say what the book is. So, if I recall correctly, she's reading an Omega Verse book. It's like a dragon shifter. Mm. Yeah, Omega dragon shifter Omega Verse book. And for those unaware of Omega Verse, um, God bless you. Ron. God, God, God bless be, you. I used to be one of you. Uh, we essentially, we we have talked about this before. I believe it is a. A specific type of alternate universe that many um, fandoms participate in, where instead of there just being um, two like assigned genders at birth, or you know there is also intersex people in general, that is a thing. Not you know saying that's not real, but um, there instead people are they have genders, male, female, etc. But they are also alpha, beta, or omega, and alpha is somebody who has generally speaking very they're generally bigger they have more like animalistic like rages things like that they um are considered like the male in a relationship when you're talking dynamically speaking so technically alphas are alphas because they tend to have a protruding sexual organ yes regardless usually... of birth i you know what i mean like yeah. 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 Like basically, regardless of gender, alphas have a dick. Yes. Regardless. And all those other things are true, but like the one must have characteristic is a dick. And then betas are just like normal fucking humans. Just whatever. You, you got what you got. You're you. You can you can have kids with alphas or omegas as long as you got the pieces. Then there's omegas. That are they? They have uh, they can, they can have a dick. Yes, it's usually smaller, and then they they have at least two holes: one for slick, and a butthole. Yeah, you're welcome. I've been in. I told you I've been in fandom culture for too goddamn yeah. long. This and comes with the territory. Essentially, it is the idea that the 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 butt can also be a reproductive organ, mm -hmm. like. Essentially, uh, the long and short of it. Mm -hmm. Alphas have ruts, omegas have Alphas have ruts, omegas heats. have heats. It, it's very much based on animal mating, cycle season, scenting, so on and so forth. Yeah. That's alpha and omega. 
that's mentioned many times in this book. That is not quite the case in this book because the lady is not an Omega. She's just a normal human. Um, but these, the, the men she's going to encounter are shifters and do experience mating seasons and some of the things that alphas and omegas could experience. Roxy is begging us with her eyes to stop talking about alpha, beta, omega dynamics. <laughs> Can't wait for the fan fiction portion. Oh, so anyway, that's what she's reading. <laughs> and <laughs> you dying? Yeah, you fine? Every single small episode. Victorian child. <laughs> I'm so frail. Please, sir. Oh, I'm not going to say that. That's too cursed. Please, um, sir. May I have your knot? <laughs> no. I was going to say, please, sir. May I have another bowl of slick? <laughs> listen, I, okay. Shout out Icarus Pendragon if you ever fucking listen to us on TikTok. I commented on one of her fucking TikToks and I was like, would Maine and... <laughs> Would sl- shampoo made out of slick be the main and tail of ABO <laughs> shampoos? <laughs> and she liked it. And I, that's one of my proudest achievements of my life. Okay, sorry. So this is what she's reading. All right. <laughs> this is what she's reading up there. This fucking idiot who could just go to a stupid ass Kroger, get a damn turkey, is like reading her smite. And... <laughs> She hears a sound. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like a dog. But in reality, it is a turkey gobble. <laughs> Just like that. Thank you, Andy. We will call on you again later because we will need your, your uh, abilities for later chapters. Your abilities. My throat skills. <laughs> Your talented mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. We're bi- we're bringing back radio theater with sound effects. <laughs> anyway, so she 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 realizes it's a turkey, and she she gets down, gets ready to shoot it, and then it turns and looks at her, and starts doing a little mating dance. Oh, they're doing it in the video. They're both dancing at me. Please, dear God, don't get the Patreon because I don't want this to be a gift. God damn it. <laughs> Corinne's doing jazz hands and I respect it. Spirit it was jazz fingers. hands with a, with a little bit of like, a little bit of like, holy a little spirit bit extra. activate. Holy <laughs> spirit activate. Oh, there's no holy spirit here. So she sees this. And she feels a feeling in her nether regions. Arousal. Yeah, at the sound. And she's like, wait, why did that turn me on? (laughs) And then she realizes there's three of them. The other two come out of the bushes or whatever uh, to help their friend. Because she's still pointing a gun at it while it's doing a mating display. She turns and bolts. (laughs) As these fucking holiday chickens hunt her down and she runs into, well, no, she's running. And then she looks behind her again and sees a man running after her as the author so elegantly put it, flapping in the wind. I have that here specifically. Oh, for fuck's sake. 
Out of nowhere, the turkey rushed forward. But before I could squeeze the trigger, two more raced from the tree straight for me. With a squeal, I dropped my shotgun and took off in the other direction, hoping to get the hell away from the killer toms. Wait. A deep voice yelled from behind me. I knew looking back would be a bad idea, but I did it anyway. A massive and very naked man was running after me, his dick flapping in the wind as he ran. Two of the three turkeys were at his side, somehow keeping up with him. My steps faltered, but I never stopped running as my gaze zeroed in on his thick cock, bouncing on his muscular thigh. A shriek ripped from my throat as I tripped on something, and I flew forward, slamming into the trunk of a tree, then fell to the unforgiving forest floor. And as she floats in and out of consciousness, we learn that their names, the triplets, are Tank, Tobias, and Timothy. Timmy! <gasps> I lost it at Tank. I saw that the next chapter name was Tank and I closed the Kindle app immediately. So, the weird thing is, Bevan's family has a dog named Tank. So, <laughs> the entire time the Tank was being mentioned, my brain was like, dog? Wolf? Dog? Wolf? <laughs> dog? Tank? Tank is a Tank? A little puppy? A little dog? Now it's a man. He's got that dog in it. God damn. He's a man, turkey, not a dog. So in the second chapter, oh, yes, yes. Oh, I was going to say, who names their son Tank? Well, I would press it further and ask, why is their last name Fowl? Because in chapter two, we discover, oh, Andy's face, because we're, we're going to territory <laughs> Andy doesn't know. We learn that they run foul construction. Uh, and we learn this because she she's dazed and confused and she wobbles back home. Uh, and she's like, holy shit, did I just get ran at by a turkey man? What just happened? And she sees... Uh, a very nice Porsche in her driveway runs in to tell her mom some idiots parked in their driveway again, which is a very southern, you know, experience. Like, get out of my my driveway. And she sees her mom is selling part of their property to foul construction, which the turkey boys run because their their last name is foul. You know, I have to say, if if they're trying to keep any sort of secrecy, they're doing a very bad job. <laughs> so, just really bad. We're, we're getting this from one of the guy's perspectives, Tank, right? And as she walks in, he says that she smells like pumpkin and spices. Which is very much coded for pumpkin spice. It's very, very much a fall romance, folks. Uh, and he says that his inner turkey raged against his mind. Okay, so... Wait, wait, uh, real quick, real quick. Okay, can, okay, you, okay. can you make the sound of the, the turkey raging? The inner mind? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, for anybody unfamiliar, the, like, my inner wolf, my inner beast, my inner monster, that's, like, common shapeshifter paranormal romance language. Book. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah, the Kraken yeah, book. Like, yeah, like, it is it is common parlance. However, just my inner turkey is the funniest bullshit I've ever read. Like, because I'm just a me- 
can't, his turkeys are so dumb. And I just, my inner turkey. You know what, I... you know what, ma'am's, my inner turkey is raging inside me with love for you. And I wanted you, I needed you to know it wouldn't let me not keep it, let's keep, I just couldn't keep it a secret any longer. rejecting my inner turkey andy is shaking her head yes. yes what a turn of events folks you keep that cock away from me <laughs> well uh turkeys are actually called toms yeah and Ma- male turkeys are called toms. i stand by what i said <laughs> so, um you do learn a lot about turkeys in this book Unfortunately, you do. I didn't know it was called a snood, um, but now I will never forget. It's like I'm... an aglet. <laughs> so she finds out her mom is selling part of their property, uh, and she flips the fuck out. It was kind of embarrassing to read because she's like, "Like, girl, if you can't afford a fucking frozen turkey." From the grocery store. Of course your mom is going to sell some of your property to stay afloat. Jesus Christ. Like, she talks about how poor they are. But then when her mom decides to sell part of the land, uh, she says, that land belonged to me. I was the one to inherit it. You should have talked with me. And she, like, has a huge hissy fit uh, in front of these men. Um, and I will say, like, oh. she does have some validation for the way she feels. Yeah, yeah. She has been taking care of the family ever since her father died. Her mom has been in a deep depression. She's been keeping the family afloat. And then her mom decides to sell the land without talking to her when she's the one who's been kind of providing for it. Now, her having this reaction out of the gate in front of strangers, not the appropriate way to have the conversation. But I understand the hurt she's feeling. But, like, the way she approaches it, totally inappropriate. And also very dramatic. This book is a drama city. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to let y'all know, I don't know if you've read this book series, but um, there is a series called A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yes. And it very much starts like this, with her having to provide for her family and, like, a parent has passed away, and it's all on this one kid to do everything. And it's just like, Jesus, fuck. Can we have someone be stable in a relationship? Can we? Uh, I didn't Sorry. get far in that book either. But, yeah. No, I was sitting there thinking, like, oh, it's just like beginning. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like that. But, like, <laughs> I'm not mad at the author because it's very obviously making fun of these tropes. Like, mm-hmm. it's not written seriously. Um, yeah, it, it is written to the extreme to show, hey, why do you all do this? <laughs> you know, like, and she's, Coda Jean has written, uh, has Omegaverse fiction. So, like, I haven't read that series, but, you know, it's possible that, you know, she falls into these tropes herself. But it is clear that she is critiquing the, these tropes in this book. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Very tongue-in-cheek. So, uh, this little event happens. She storms out. And uh, one of them runs out to comfort her, which is Timothy, which I have a lot of feelings about this specific character. Um, 
all of the the triplets kind of have their own little tropes. Tank is very much the protective, you know, that's my woman. I'm going to provide for her. Uh, Timothy is very much the sensitive boyish character. Uh, and Tobias is more the like kinky trickster trope, you know. They're all they're all kind of their own romantic tropes, right? Timothy at times gave me the strongest ick because he's very childlike. Yeah. <sighs> Timmy is like sensitive to the point of being childlike. Like he's very naive. And it, it, it does give a bit of an ick factor because it's like, yes, I know that this is an adult, but like. He's Honey Senpai. Yes. Yeah. Oh, club. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, it's weird, but like Tobias is s- the the dumb one essentially. <laughs> so, like, he's like the himbo, you know. Yeah, he's the himbo. He's the himbo. Like he he gets distracted by shiny shit constantly, which is is pretty funny. Also, real like, quick, uh, while she's unconscious, I need you all to know because this will show up later. And Corinne's laughing because she knows what I'm about to talk about. Tobias takes pictures of his naked body on her phone for her to see when she he, he's, he, face. Yeah, he's, he's doing like a little photo shoot. He's doing like duck face and like body shots. Gets and, the peen in, you know. Yeah, um, like he's full photo shoot in this clearing while she's unconscious. But anyway, well, his, his brothers are trying to deal with yeah. the situation and he's over there like making duck face at the camera. Oh, Andy's face of horror is giving me so much joy that we ain't even started, girl. Buckle up. Uh, so fast forward. Timmy goes after her because she's run out. And then <laughs> while he's trying to comfort her, like they all three know in their hearts that she's their mate because magic. It, it, it's soulmate. You know, immediately you see them in your body and brain are like, oh, woo, and your inner turkey's like, awooga. Um... Your is like a wooga. Anyway, great quote right there, folks. Um, Episode title, a wooga. A wooga. She, she has run out um, to like her work area. All right. And what Timmy doesn't know is that for her job, she has continued her father's practice of taxidermy. And... What she has taxidermied most recently is a turkey. So Timmy runs out there to comfort her, to let her know, hey, we don't mean you any harm. We were just buying this property to expand our family. And then he looks at the turkey in her hands. And I want you to know, very quickly, she finds out they're shifters because she was like, it's not a dream, was it? I know what you are. Say it. Say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they get over that very quickly. All right. It is the Twilight trope, but with a turkey. Like, yeah. yeah. But then after this heartwarming, you know, she doesn't run him away. She just kind of accepts it because she reads so much. Um, he sees the turkey and he goes, <laughs> Grandpa? Turkey, but 
still? LOL, what? And then shortly followed by, LOL, okay, she didn't. Yeah, so we find out, <laughs> we find out through Ux, the other triplets run out there to see what yeah. the, all the commotion is. Uh-huh. They go, you dumbass, when we die, we go back to human form. We don't stay turkeys. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. But she still killed him. And she's like, no, I'm a taxidermist. Someone else killed it, Mr. Jenkins, and I'm fixing it. Which, by the way, this is a Mr. Jenkins stan account. I fucking love Mr. <laughs> Jenkins. Throughout this whole story, yeah. he's just this poor, he's like, he's like Bella's dad in Twilight. Like, yes, he's trying yeah. to get by and live his southern life and all the supernatural bullshit's going on around him. <laughs> and he's just like a genuinely he's nice a person. Dude, right? <laughs> just over um, it. So even though they're like, you know, yeah, this is her job. That doesn't mean she killed, you know, grandpappy. Timothy is still freaking the fuck out. And it's <laughs> so funny. Because at first when you're the reader, you're just like, holy shit, this is dark. Is she Did she murder their grandpa? <laughs> no, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy's just a bit of a dumbass. And oh, it's, it's just a turkey. It's, a tur- it's still weird. Grandpa? But like. It's not I, his grandpa. I would have shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that is one of the first times in, well, not one of the first times. I have to say, uh, I have multiple capitalizations in this entire thing. But that that was the longest so far, was the Gabby taxidermy the triplet's granddad. <laughs> so, so this first interaction where they're all really talking goes very poorly. Um, and she's left to her own devices. She's in her room and it's nighttime and she can't stop thinking about them. She opens her phone, sees, wait, why is the camera app open? I never use that. And then she sees the pictures Tobias has left for her. And I about lost my goddamn mind because not only does she touch herself to them, she creates a PowerPoint presentation of a slideshow to watch the photos. She was like, I need to use both of my hands, so I'm going to put these photos in slideshow oh, yeah. mode. She, she puts the photos in slideshow mode. Is she a Virgo? <laughs> okay, first off, bitch. Yeah, we would. <laughs> first off, bitch. more yeah. <laughs> I was cracking up so hard because she was like very practical about it. She was like, yeah, they're turkey men. Yeah, one of them left his dick on my phone. But like, if I'm going to get off, I, I got to be practical about it. I was dying. Um, So she... I do want to say one thing about yeah, the pictures yeah, on the phone. Yeah. Apparently, Tobias has eight pack abs. Fucking Hawaiian roll looking ass. Yeah. I was like, these turkeys are ripped, which seems weird. Turkeys are known for being plump. <laughs> Some scrawny ass turkeys. I mean, to be fair, please remember Shrek. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Try not to. They they wear lots of sweatpants in this though. There are so many gray sweatpants. <laughs> it didn't bother me as Shrek did because it was very tongue-in-cheek. Like you could Well, and also these are like humans. <laughs> In a sense, they're yeah, not. It's not like where did the this g- magical man go to Old Navy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like these guys can walk into a strip mall and be like, "I need some gray sweatpants, please, thank you." So, <laughs> so she sets up a little slideshow just for herself, pulls out her vibrator, and then she hears a little tap at the window. 
And then she's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Okay, back to what I was doing. Bzz. And then she hears another tap. She's like, wow, that's kind of weird. I don't say anything. Okay. And then she looks over again and sees a snood pressed up against the window, breathing, fogging it as a turkey is staring intently at her. This is the moment I laughed so hard I called these two. This is the moment in the book because just the visual image of a turkey. I hear the vibrator going off. Um, just the image, the visual image of this lady trying to get her rocks off to a PowerPoint presentation as a turkey is full pressed against a window breathing heavily is the funniest shit I've read in a very long time. Andy, I mean, you okay? You okay? I mean, I turkeys don't have forward-facing eyes, so it'd be like tilting their heads. Well, and I mean, I think that's how the snoot is pressed against. I think that's why, because the turkeys don't have forward-facing eyes. Yeah. What was? It, I'm imagining that nasty-ass bird in Moana. That little. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, the kid, he's just a chicken. Yeah. Yes, but like the goofy, yeah. like, yeah. eyes, you know. Hey, hey, energy. <laughs> so, what does she do? All right. Are you ready for this little quiz, folks? Does she, one, call for help and scream? Does she, two, open the window and hit him? Or three, does she throw her expensive ass vibrator at the window, shattering it and hitting him in the face? I'm surprised she didn't finish with him watching, to be honest. I'm surprised that wasn't an option. Shockingly, she goes the window route, mm. breaks her window, hits him in the face with the vibrator, and he turns into his human mode, takes it with him, and licks it. And then runs, cackling, into the forest. I'm sorry, is this supposed to be, like, charming? Because that's... No, she's very angry at him. Well, she's, okay, she's angry at him for a while, but everybody gets over every emotion very quickly in this book. So, I would be um, so fucking alarmed. Andy, Andy <laughs> I want to make sure you're in a good place right now before I read what's in the next chapter. I want to make sure you're, you're, you know. No, but okay, you might think, as well. Think of your favorite Thanksgiving food. Okay. I I okay. need you to understand what I'm photoshopping right now <laughs> to go along with what we're talking about. Um, Just say, say Thanksgiving food, right? Okay. 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 In the next chapter... We get Tobias's uh, viewpoint because he's the one who was at the window and the vibrator got thrown at and, mm -hmm. you know, licks it. As he is running, he goes to his car, makes sure to put the vibrator in the cup holder facing the right way so it doesn't lose its flavor. <laughs> That's a direct line. notes i go oh my god no 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 and then as he drives back home because the others don't know he has gone out um he hides it stuffs it in his pants as deep as he can tank opens the door and goes hey what was going on and as he goes to explain himself tobias accidentally hits the vibrator and gets it going Vibrating, vibrating himself down there. And his brother goes, 
Why do you look so distressed? What's going on? As this man's balls are getting tickled in front of his brother. He goes, nothing's wrong. I need to go. And he's like, no, no, we need to talk about this. Where are you going? And he ends up releasing in front of his brother. So here, <clears throat> while being interrogated by Tank, the toy keeps moving around. And Tobias is trying not to come in the middle of the conversation. He fails. Orgasm is right in front of his confused and angry brother, denies it, and then wanders off. What the fuck? Like I said, weirdest sex comedy I have ever encountered. <laughs> Andy, are you, are you all right? Are you okay? I was having a hard enough time with the cunt sickle. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> taking a drink. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not okay. No. But the flavor I'm... wasn't lost, so that's nice. Yeah, no, he was happy because now it would be both of their flavor. <laughs> so his brother kind of looks at him like, did you just? And he's like, okay, gotta go, bye. Uh, and then we get to the next chapter, which has the term turkey blocked in it. And I lost <laughs> Because Gabby's upset. She's like, I got turkey blocked. I was about to orgasm and he just left and... Andy stole my vibrator. Yeah, what the I hell? No such thing. <laughs> uh, and the next time she encounters the three of them, she smacks him. Uh, and it's funny because all three of them are like, oh, what did you do to deserve this? They immediately <laughs> don't like it. They're not yeah. mad at her. They just look at Tobias and they're like, what the fuck did you, you dumbass. do? You dumbass. Yeah. Um, well, and there's a certain point during this where she somehow questions if turkey shifters are real just because, like, everything is so weird. And I'm like, why the fuck else would a turkey follow and watch her through a window? Like... That's not normal turkey behavior. Why are you questioning it now after the turkey masturbation? Like, there's so many wonderful, <laughs> wonderful words in the English language that we have yet to strew together. And here we have turkey masturbation. <laughs> I'm so unhappy. Oh, you're about to get even more unhappy because she goes out yet again because, you know, oh, every single chapter we get. Six more days to Thanksgiving. I gotta Five go get that days. turkey. She's gotta get the turkey or she lets her family down. Um, And she goes out there and she removes the blind because she's like, oh, they're going to own this property. I won't be able to come back here. Uh, and as she leaves, she runs into Bo, who is her ex. And just nasty. It's just comically nasty guy in all the ways, you know. Yeah, he is, like, he's such a dick. And, like, he's, he's a really big dick in this chapter that we're seeing from Tank's perspective. Because we don't see this chapter originally from Gabby's perspective. It's Tank watching from afar because he followed after Gabby to, like, try and figure out what Tobias did, essentially. And, like, apologize and, you know. He, he was. <laughs> Make me. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to patch things up, essentially. And then he sees this other man in her driveway and they're having an argument and Gabby's pointing a gun at him. And I will give Gabby that she does not take any shit. She, I, yeah, I was yeah. like, because she fires a warning shot at him because he's like, you're not going to do it. You're not going to remove me from here. And he's being like all gross and mm -hmm. nasty. She's and like, she, bet. <laughs> I, I kid you not, other than the like tantrum she has at the beginning, I liked her as a character. I was like, all right, girl. Yeah, on the whole, the character is actually not bad. Um, she is, it's very much a lot of stereotypes all shoved into one character. 
so like I feel like she had to have that tantrum moment mm -hmm. but on the whole it doesn't define the character because the character has all those other moments too that are characteristic of these type of characters you know being strong-willed being um willing to commit murder willing to commit murder being willing to commit to a bunch of men you just met five days ago you know like all these different things and I at this point I was like oh you know she's actually standing up to herself against her ex-boyfriend um who clearly treated her like shit good for her because she's shown a really low self-esteem up until this point so I was glad to see that she wasn't taking his shit essentially mm -hmm. so uh she has him tail out of there um <laughs> happened that made me really mad um there was a line in the book where she's talking about her relationship with Bo versus her feelings for the triplets and how they bother her um I got very mad at this line because I related to it and I didn't want to find a line I related to in a fucking weird turkey omega verse book um she said he deserves someone who has their shit together. And I very much early on in my relationship with my wife, I was very hesitant because like she was very smart, very pretty, had her crap together. And I'm very much a mess. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking to myself, oh, I don't think it'll work out because she deserves someone who has their crap together. And I got so mad reading this book because I was like, how dare you? How dare you have this line in this nasty ass abomination? <laughs> How I, dare you? It, is this like you when you discovered you were into tentacles? <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that that podcast episode. We don't. We um, don't. We, I drank to forget it, Corinne. We don't talk about that book. <laughs> you know, there, there's plenty of things to help you deal with that. Um, maybe it'll help you forget this transgression. <laughs> I, um, I'm glad I didn't read this book because I would have related to, and that would have made me mad. I, I got very mad. I mm -hmm. got very mad. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, there's very cute moments, you know, there's like soft kisses. Her and Tank go off to a place of solitude and after their first kiss, they fuck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have that. Cause like, I'm like, oh. Page 85, first kiss, read on the pod. And oh boy, do they do more than kiss really going at it, it huh? Just it, like it that, really, okay. It really escalates. It um, escalates so fucking quickly. Hold on, I... There's there's one thing I want to say, though, Corinne, and I hope you read it. Yes, yes. Um, It's in chapter 10. And so we've we've read books that cover like different terms for you know either reasons of like that's just what they prefer or to avoid like dysphoria like we're not strangers to hearing a variety of terms for like genitals right yeah but this is very much a straight cisgender hetero coded romance and there's been cursing in it there's been terms for all sorts of genitalia and then we get to the line all the way down to my back hole. Yes! <laughs> I was like, why? You mean your ass? <laughs> I, I, in my notes, I said specifically, uh, you can't. 
poop. You can say asshole. <laughs> Everybody poops. There's a book about it for kids. Uh, okay, so here. I have this first kiss and first fucking. I have to. Andy, <clears throat> unmute yourself because you haven't heard this yet. And I want to okay. hear your reaction. Okay. I'm unmuted. In the books I'd read, they'd said when someone kissed their mate, it would be like fireworks exploding and lighting up the world around you. I'd always want to know that feeling of completeness that they said they'd felt. This moment was just like that and so much damn more. The world went silent around us like we were frozen in time. Just the two of us existing in one perfect moment. Lights danced behind my eyelids and a feeling of being whole for the first time in my life washed through my entire body. In the back of my mind, I knew this could all still blow up in my face, but something about it felt so damn right that I didn't want it to end. Tink groaned as he swiped his tongue across the seam of my lips, and I opened up immediately for him, needing to feel the drag of his tongue against mine. I moaned into his mouth as his flavor burst on my tongue, like campfire roasted marshmallows atop the most decadent chocolate, sandwiched between two delicious graham crackers. <laughs> really specific here. He's got a s'mores mouth. So you want some more of that mouth? Uh, I want... <laughs> I wanted more. I just couldn't get enough. You know, some more. Uh, <laughs> his hand slid from my cheeks, ripped the cap from my head, pulled out my ponytail, then shifted into my loose hairs as he used my strands to turn my head however he wanted me. When I felt him start to pull back, I climbed to my knees without breaking the kiss and moved to straddle his thick, powerful thighs. I needed to get closer to him, even though I felt it wasn't going to be close enough. And uh, let's skip a little bit. Okay, here we go. I pulled away a gasp of breath and tried to scramble off him, but before I could get anywhere, he locked his other hand on my ass and kept me there, and kept me where I was. He leaned forward again, and I took that as my okay to keep going. It wasn't like I wanted to stop anyway. His hips started to thrust with the tiniest of movement, his hand urging me to rub against him. The massive cock I saw swinging between his legs yesterday as he chased after me was even more prominent today. Every time I ground down on his hard length, I could feel him rubbing from my clit all the way down to my back hole. It should be illegal for a man to be that big, but I would enjoy it for as long as possible. And then they fuck about it. Uh, uh, but literally, she met this man like yesterday. Uh, but I mean, you know, soulmate romances. It's the way it goes. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just like, oh, you know, because I always, I always, I always tab first kiss. I, I make it a point to get the first kiss for the pod. And then I and then I was like, oh never, never mind. There's more than kissing. All right, are we just going at it? Okay. Oh, you, know, you know what I just realized <laughs> that cracks me up the most. In this book, they are very quick to resolve things. They are very transparent about stuff. They they all get like everyone's families on the same page. For a podcast that jokes about people being pigeons, the book with the birds. There were no pigeons. They were genuinely. It's because they have a, such a short lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only character that was kind of a pigeon was Gabby. And that's because Gabby had the issue of not thinking she was enough because she had all the weight of keeping her family's good on her shoulders but seriously, everything is resolved so quickly in this book. Like every time there's like an issue, it's like, oh, no, here's the resolution. Oh, hey, look at this problem. There's the resolution. Hey, look, this problem. Oh, here's the resolution. Like, <laughs> they all communicate really well. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucked up for this book. Yeah. The fact yeah. that this book, the communication is really great. Mm, wonderful. So, but nobody stays angry about anything for long because, like, everybody talks to each other. And it's like, oh, yeah, I was mad at you, but we've discussed it now. And, you know, I understand. 
It's so fucking weird. So the turkey fucking book is the most emotionally mature book we've read. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Boop. (laughs) (laughs) Roxy's camera is giving us fits. She doesn't want to work because she knows I'm in pain. (laughs) She's real. She's a real one. I... Can I describe to you guys what I've been photoshopping this whole time? Oh, please Please, do. please do. I have been photoshopping an artistic rendition of the first scene uh, where they meet. With the, the tricky mating dance? Or, mm-hmm. um... Mm-mm. Why do, you, why do you look scared, Andy? I'll send it in a minute. Uh, one thing I do want to say, though, um, and a, a little bit extra for y'all. <clears throat> After they they fuck, uh, they're specifically the line, this was some romance book shit. And then there there's <laughs> um a, uh, you know, the, the climax occurs. And... If this was what I had in store for the rest of my life with this man as my mate, I was going to be a very sated woman. And then there's three fucking turkey emojis. Just yes. three turkeys. Yes. Show, the, show the screen. Yes. Three turkeys. Because I even took a picture of it in my notes. Because I was like, oh my God. That was actually a really good, well-written sex scene. Minus yeah. all the turkeys, yeah. you know, shit. And then you see fucking... They're not even like normal looking turkey emojis. They're like grade school Thanksgiving draw hand kind yeah. of fucks. And that was when I messaged in our, our group and was like, she's fucking with us. <laughs> that was when I was certain. The author <laughs> those... is such a meme lord. <laughs> yeah, it was oh my those God. turkey emojis. I was like, she's fucking with us. She is so fucking with us. Because I was, I kept fluctuating back and forth because the beginning of this book is very melodramatic. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know, these books are melodramatic. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, she knows what she's fucking doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. Coda knows what she's doing. <laughs> so, uh, we get to chapter 11 and there is a bit of not like the other girls dialogue. Isms. Yeah, isms. <laughs> where she like wakes up the next day after their little tryst together and she's like, I, I don't do my hair all the way. I put it in a messy bun. I just put on my, my... My jeans, my tank top, and my jacket, and my boots, because I'm a real girl. Okay, the way this character was described reminded me of a high school friend I had who, like, dressed exactly like that all the time. It was always, like, two tank tops, some jeans that were either ripped or not ripped, a pair of boots, always hair up in, like, a messy little bun thing. And, like, her entire family were, like, uh firefighters and paramedics so like very like kind of like blue collar like they hunted they did they did all that stuff and it's just this character is as she was describing that about herself i'm like britney (laughs) britney from high school (laughs) britney is this you in this book britney how'd you get in this book get out of (laughs) here shout out britney shout out britney (laughs) i found you in a book (laughs) 
she she gets her coffee she can't live without, but she doesn't call it coffee because she's a quirky girl. She calls it her go-go juice. Every single time. <laughs> I understand if as a writer you need to use different words for things so they don't become monoton- monotonous. Monotonous. Do, 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 do. Anyway. And <laughs> I am not here. This is, this is associated she, Roxy talking. She used, mm-hmm. uses go-go juice every time. Yeah, she doesn't say other things for it. It's just constantly called go-go juice. And then I'm Unless like, it's another person thinking. If it's ever Gabby thinking, it is go-go juice. Anyone yeah. else, it is not go-go juice. It's coffee, you dumb fuck. But anyway, <laughs> she, she runs out because she has her job. You know, she runs the taxidermy business her dad did. And she sees a, a line of men holding turkeys for her to stuff waiting. And then Mr. <sighs> Jenkins up front and she tells them cause they're, they're there to get their, their stuff done. Right. She goes, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I won't be doing this. You know, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Uh, and then they get nasty with her. They get really rude. And Mr. Jenkins like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Go somewhere else. And yeah, you waited yeah. until two days before Thanksgiving or five days until yeah, Thanksgiving, what whatever it is. Happen? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I said she's really cheap and really good at what she does. But like, come on, get out of here. Yeah. My turkey's already with her and she already did the thing. You guys are just showing up now. What do you think was going to happen? So Mr. Jenkins steps in and gets all the guys to disperse. And then um, she confides, uh, gives Mr. Jenkins his turkey, even though she feels bad about it because Timmy's reaction really like she feels bad about giving away this this taxidermy turkey. But she tells Mr. Jenkins that she is closing the business for good because she can't taxidermy animals anymore after knowing the turkey shifters. He, she doesn't tell him that. She just says, I'm closing the business for good. It's not what I really want to do. And he validates her. Fucking Mr. Jenkins, this is one of the <laughs> sweetest things I've Aww. ever read in any of these novels. Because he's like, hey, your dad would want you to be happy, not just doing stuff that you think that he would like you to do. Aww. He would want you to live your life. Be proud of yourself. It's going to be okay. And like, fucking hell, man. God yeah. damn. <laughs> Mr. Jenkins is the real one. He is. He was like a close friend of her dad and he tells her that her dad would want her to do something that her whole heart was in. And it's like. And on Kindle, I saw, I saw y'all, I saw y'all highlight that part. I saw you. I know you Mr. Jenkins uh, fans are out there. Uh, And I just want to say, in my notes, I say, this cures her of her sadness. She (laughs) sobs, but feels as if a hole within her has been filled. (laughs) And it's. The, the problem that she has been persisting with this entire time on needing to support her family and not being able to, you know, go do her own thing has been resolved by Mr. Jenkins. As I said, every problem is resolved <sighs> very quickly. The only problem not being resolved quickly is Bo. And I was yelling about Bo every time. I was like, Bo is a Chekhov's gun that if it does not get shot, I'm going to fucking scream. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Um, before that happens, there's a lot more to go, but I just wanted to say, it's the only thing that doesn't pay off immediately. Yes. She makes you wait. Mm -hmm. As Corinne said, things get solved very quickly. Uh, Case in point, Timmy, who has had a lot of issues with his potential mate because of grandpappy. um, (laughs) And the taxidermy and thinks she's a murderer and, you know, all that. 
apparently has seen this whole conversation go down. And and oh, can I can I say why? Oh, go for it. <laughs> the reason why he was there is because he was gonna try and steal the turkey before Mr. Jenkins got it. <laughs> he, he was he, too late. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he feels very strongly that it deserves a proper burial. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Andy's face. Um. All right. So. Timmy has witnessed all of this and they make up and it's very sweet. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, I just. I, and, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. This gives you such whiplash because, like, he goes from thinking she's a murderer. To kissing her. And it's a very sweet, nice kiss. All right. All the sweet, gentle scenes are with Timothy. Um, but it's nasty because he acts like a child and he's called Timmy. Um, <laughs> There's an existential crisis happening on the pod. So it's discovered that. I'm sorry. I just. My brain. Parts of my brain have melted after this book. <laughs> I am certain of it. It's okay. I can take over this part. You want me I, to take over? Well, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, okay. I gotta tap out. Take, I, take a breather, champ. We're gonna we're gonna cut the swelling. You know, let you breathe, bleed oh, out a little. I'm gonna drink some water. Because oh. god damn what happens next. So, we're, we're having another everything is gonna get fixed moment. Because... Gabby realizes that there's something going on at the house, and she rushes off to try and figure out what it is. It turns out that Tank has organized for their entire rafter, which apparently is what they call a flock of turkeys. I, I didn't look this up. I've never heard it before. Um, have come to help fix the house, the cabin for the family. Uh, basically, basically, apropos nothing, uh, because Tank said so, and they pulled the full like HGTV yes. your house shit, and they all yeah. pull up in these cars. Yes, uh, it, well, and at least it kind of makes sense because they run a construction company. Foul like, construction, don't forget that's what yeah, it's called. Foul construction, so like they run a construction company, so like it's not un unbelievable that they could do this, but they do it in like three fucking days. <laughs> Yeah. This house that has been falling apart for multiple years, they fix in three fucking days. It's an HGTV remake remodel. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, before Gabby can really start yelling, Tank kisses her. But then her sisters and mom show up to ask what's going on. But one of her sisters had seen her kissing Timmy by the shed and asks how this boy changed his hair so fast. Okay. I need sisters a... sister twins, by the way. The sisters are twins and these, these boys are triplets and, and Gabby is not a twin. She is just a, a girl. And upon seeing that her sisters are twins, Tobias goes multiples that means that when we have kids just right there with her sisters there 
were like, I don't know how old they are, like tweens. They're thirteen. Thirteen. Um. And it's like, excuse you, sir. Okay, <laughs> I need to reclaim some power in this situation. Check your fucking DMs. <laughs> <laughs> shopping <laughs> and i love it i'm in love there is a dick under the leaf but i thought it would be inappropriate to leave the dick in there <laughs> yeah yeah oh cover the dick because we don't know whose dick that is we I don't had, have permission i had to steal someone else's hips uh, so don't look too close at him <laughs> oh yeah i can't kind of tell there's a bit of a uh bit of a blur uh, yeah. yeah a bit of a blur going on but no it's it's well done <laughs> Uh, should we just post that on the Discord? No, don't say anything. Please. Like, here's a, here's a hint for our next episode. No, our next, this will be a while. This oh, is yeah. Thanksgiving. True. We'll save this for whenever you want to mm-hmm. tease it. We'll but, save this for Thanksgiving. But, uh, well, before it. <laughs> That's all I could so. think of was that little raincoat girl. Like, <laughs> 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 Sorry, anyway. So they all show up. And, like, they're, like, we wanted to help fix up the house a bit. You know, we wanted to show our gratitude. Um, and not only does the whole last construction family, construction workers show up, the family shows up. And we meet their parents. The mom and the dad of these triplets show up. And they are so wholesome and kind and sweet. I was like, what romance novel is this? Where's the trauma? <laughs> you all get along and you want to meet her family too <laughs> what all these families like each other what is what this bullshit it's like yeah. the turkey shifting I understand but the trauma not in a family I don't yeah. believe that I, shit where did these healthy families come around and to be fair her mom was not very healthy prior to the book and all this happening her mom has been grieving very hardcore However, but, continue, Roxy. I have in my notes, you know the trope of, like, the magical healing dick? Like, you just have sex and then all the problems yeah. go away. Mm-hmm. Apparently, these turkey dicks are so strong, they'll not only fix your mental health, they'll fix your mom's. <laughs> yeah. Because all the depression just goes away and she's herself again after all these years of missing her husband. Uh, okay, okay. I specifically have a note here, and I am trying to find it. I... Okay, I, I can't find it. But essentially what I said is, apparently, meeting three turkey shifters and fucking them is the way to solve all your life's problems, your family's problems. She should have just done that sooner, obviously. Which... They're such a fool. <laughs> Which I have. So you may sound like, it may sound like we're skipping over a lot, but no, no. stuff happens very fast. All we're right. really not. We're um, in chapter thirteen, and we've basically skipped nothing. It ha- This all happens in a week, right? Um, so their mom just loves on her, and she's like, you know, I'm just so happy they found someone, you know. Uh, and then she goes and talks to her mom, tells her mom everything. Uh, tells. To be clear, it's the uh, shifter's mom who tells yes. Gabby's mom everything. Okay. Shifter's yeah. mom, okay. The shifter's mom goes to Gabby's mom, and they they have a little chat off off you know screen. They 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 talk, 
And the mom, this is the least realistic part of this, is like, you know, I'm just glad you're happy. I know that they're turkey shifters and there's three of them, but I'm just glad you found someone. And I don't think we've made it clear. All three of them have bonded with her. Or will. Like, they're or working will. on it. Yeah. And also, I want to state for the record, once again, she is 25. She's it, it, like in her late 30s when they yeah. really start pressuring you. She's, she's, she's 25. She's dated before. She's not a recluse. And she'd be valid even if she didn't want to participate in relationships. But even so, by our standards... <laughs> The fuck? Yeah, like why? Our mom is just like, oh, okay. So, the house, I'm not okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. The house construction starts, and her and Timmy have a moment together. And whereas with Tank, it was very, uh, very much a quick and ready sort of event it was a wham bam thank you ma'am it was indeed with timothy she is made love to yes yes it it is specifically referred to as making love instead because it's sweet and tender and while (laughs) 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 my cats everybody think this for what i'm about to say while they're having sex he lets out a gobble there's sex gobbles. They got they gobble during sex. And at first, he's embarrassed, but she's like, "No, it was hot." And I'm just like, "Girl, have you heard of turkey?" <laughs> <sighs> and to be clear, she's been hunting turkeys her entire life. <laughs> she, she's now <laughs> she's now turned on by a turkey gobble. Uh... <laughs> so like mid mid sexual act, you know, mid coitus. You know, I'm realizing the fanfic that I brought to this is actually more fitting than I thought it would be. I didn't I didn't bring one because I couldn't find anything on this level. I genuinely (laughs) I looked into the depths and I was like, nothing, nothing matches. Nothing. Oh no, this just has some of the similar themes, but it's with Halson from Baldur's Gate 3, so there's some an- there's some animalistic fucking in there. <laughs> I, did, I did write in my notes that Timothy is the hurt comfort trope in this book. Oh, He's very God much the hurt it. comfort. Um, and yeah. then uh, so they all like each other. She kisses all of them uh, and they like do this in front of their entire ass family. And yeah, like and the, not the fucking, the the kissing. Okay, the kissing, the kissing. Like you scared um, me. Yeah, the yeah. done. They did it. Whatever. The, the fucking happens happened. outside of view. However, I do want to say the Timmy fucking did occur in the house when everybody was just like around the house. Like they didn't go somewhere else. Everybody's fixing up this house and they're just in a room making love. And it's like, I have to say. Keep it in your pants. The only note I have for chapter 16, the only note is one sentence. Y'all just casually making out in front of your parents and them being okay with it is taking out of my immersion more than the damn weird thing. I've been married and together with my spouse for over a damn decade. And 
do that shit. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. Don't mack in front of your parents. Yeah, all you all it is is like a quick peck on the lips. Yeah. That's like it. You know, or like a hug or like yeah. a lean in. You know, you don't do a full on mac attack. Like no. what the, what the hell is this? Also, Shifter I, nonsense. I have to, okay, Andy, I know you're done photoshopping, but okay. in chapter 18, they're um they're doing construction work, right? And then uh-huh. they send her and her uh family out to go get like mani petties, and it's really cute. But the whole time I was thinking of that. I thought of that meme circling around where it was like, my hands look like this, so hers can look like that. <laughs> There's a claw next to like one of those like long ass acrylic nails with camo. I'm on it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Okay. I, I want to say one of my notes from this point is, so the entire time they're separated, Gabby is worried that the reason they sent her off is because they're going to leave after her construction's done. She's yeah. never going to see them again. But they just sent she, her to go not be a distraction. Like, go get go have a petty day or something. Yeah, like, the melodrama is thick. And then I specifically say, in quotations, like, turkey shifter cop. I hate myself for writing that into existence. Um. <laughs> there was an episode I saw of a show called Dirty Jobs where he goes to a turkey farm. And he talks with the guy who has to inseminate the turkeys because they're too dumb to fuck. <laughs> and I just kept thinking of that episode. Oh, buddy. like a baster. To, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, no, no, that's, oh, yeah. The baster. Goddamn. Yep. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason why they sent gabby off specifically is because they were installing a new heating system in the cabin the cabin was only heated by fireplace and they knew that gabby would put up a a fuss about them spending all this money to put in a full heating and duct system in the cabin which they did in one day mind you they did that in one day incorrect but all right yeah that that is the most unbelievable thing in the story that they put a whole heating and duct system into a cabin in one day (laughs) <laughs> Listen, if anything, they may have gotten a propane tank hooked up in one day. That's yeah. it. But they mentioned a duct system. No. <laughs> no. So I will say, most unbelievable thing in this book, that. Um, and then they all, you know, Gabby finds out that's why when she gets home, Gabby accidentally headbutts Tank during that conversation because she shows shocked. Headbutts, not had butts, tank. And I was like, did you just put the phrases in the wrong places or what? For had tank's butt? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. She headbutts him. They all laugh it off. And then Gabby's mom, Tabitha, tearfully thanks Gabby for sticking around and caring for the family when she couldn't. Promises she will do better in the future, essentially giving her blessing for Gabby to leave and be sure the girls will be okay, especially now that the cabin is all fixed up. Once again, another problem resolved. All she needed to do. Mm. It's so emotionally healthy, but it's also fast. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I just want to say, then the shifters prepare to leave, and Gabby thinks they're leaving her again until Tank bodily lifts her over her shoulder to take her with him. This girl is thick, like Turkey Shifter Co. <laughs> That is the last time in my notes I make that joke, though. (laughs) I will say, um, uh, so I, there's like the, the talks with her mom happen, the real heart to hearts. And it's like, 
Forget about getting a turkey for Thanksgiving. You need to get your mom therapy. Jesus Christ. This has been yeah. going on for three years. That is that is uh, an issue. That is not a normal grief process. This is bereavement on steroids. This is complicated grief that you need to digest through and heal through with a mental health professional. Why are you stressing so much over a damn $20 butterball? Yeah, because she still is two days until Thanksgiving now, and she is still hasn't told her mom she isn't getting a turkey. But, like, I'm sure her mom would fucking understand, considering her mom knows about the turkey shifters now. <laughs> so. But she's still like, I have to get a turkey. Just get a damn chicken or have some goddamn pasta or get some ham. I swear to Geist. So. Geist? Geist. I swear to Geist. <laughs> so after all the heartfelt talks and everything. A scene happens where I lost my damn mind. You would think I would have lost it by now. Thank you for making that meme, Andy. It's amazing. You're so welcome, good buddy. I can't wait for us to release these in the episode goes live. Oh, do I need to make like a episode folder for each yes. Photoshop that I do? Or we can Honestly, just make a, a Discord channel for them. Yeah. Honestly, this is kind of nice because it keeps me like more engaged. Not that I'm not usually engaged with podcasts, but I have trouble. Yeah. So I, I have something that I can be doing, but still listening. You know what I mean? So. No, I love this. This is great. <laughs> so the next scene after you get that heartfelt, wonderful moment. um, And then it's revealed. They have like the heating system, everything. Tobias decides he really wants to make things up to her he really does in the forest he is running because these boys just can't use their cars for some reason and he has a little present attached to his neck this turkey is running through the woods with a little box around and a ribbon arrives at her window yet again she kind of laughs Let's him in. I do want to say one thing first. The, he says it's too big to carry in his mouth because his beak won't open all the way. <laughs> and that he's afraid he would choke to death on it. And death by dildo. What a way to go. It's a dildo. This turkey is running through the forest with a dildo around his neck. And there is a line where he hits himself in the head with it. And it's <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, please. Can we read the one where he hits himself in the head? Yeah, uh, that's chapter, um... Chapter 19? I think it's chapter 19. Yeah, it's chapter 19. And I did write that he's the ADHD boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Listen. It's fine. Okay, yeah, here. A small fallen tree came into view, and I took a flying leap over it, clearing it easily. The present I had tied to a string around my neck flew up, almost smacking me in the face. I whipped my head to the side, the dildo missing me by an inch. The vibrator probably would have knocked my ass out if I didn't move in time. It probably would have been easier to carry it in my mouth, but my beak didn't open wide enough for me to grip it. Plus, there was a chance it would slip and slide down my throat, gagging me and ultimately killing me. Death by dildo. What a way to go. <laughs> what fucking dildo is he getting that's going to knock him out when it hits him in the head? I want you to remember, turkey heads are, like, kind of small. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Okay, so, sorry. He's turkey-sized right now. He's not man-sized. Oh, that's a sentence. 
<laughs> so, so he arrives and they fuck about it. They fuck about it. She forgives him. He asks her to use it on his taint while fucking him. She's like, okay. And they do. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Riley's <laughs> turkey part. Her eyes no. are always called her greens. No. Yes. <laughs> I laughed so hard because he wrote something like simmering in greens or something. And I was like, what the? Like collard greens? Yeah. yeah. I get confused every time. Her veggies got to eat your greens. Because <laughs> like it'll be like, his blues looked into her greens. And I'm like, her greens. I think it's their uh, their editor or their publisher went through and went control F orbs and deleted all of them. No, there was orbs at one point. Oh, no. <laughs> orbs was said, but mostly it was just greens and blues. Roxy, greens and blues looking at each other. <laughs> Roxy, you look like you're dying to say something good, buddy. I, I, I just... This book was so genuinely funny, but also I feel like I gave birth. <laughs> I feel like I've been through a tremendous ordeal. Question. Do you want my greens looking into your browns? <laughs> I'm leaving my blues out of it. Or my grays or whatever they are. <laughs> you leave my brown alone. <laughs> Only if you leave my greens alone. Anyway. So everyone's happy with each other. All three of them are all happy. They've all had sex separately. They've all fucked about it. They Mm. fucked about it. And then we get to the bow chapter. I read this one. Do you want to sum this one up? Can you read it? I can. I, um... I read this one because uh, Corinne was updating us on content warnings. And I'm like, no. No. The turkey shifter book with the three triplets fucking the same girl does not have these tags. It does. It fucking does. I had to see it for myself. Unfortunately for me. Want more wham, bam, thank you, ma'am? Can't get enough of our sexy voices and even sexier brains. Join our Patreon at the flirt level for only $3 to gain access to ad-free episodes, monthly book polls, and the patrons-only portion of our Discord. Looking for something more? Our one-night stands at $5 also get episodes one week early and access to our personal reading notes from each episode. We have so much to show you. All we need is a little commitment. Interested? Check out our socials, WBTYMPod, basically anywhere people congregate. Each one will link our Patreon. Can't wait to see you there. Okay, Corinne, I'm actually going to pass it off to you. Why don't you just sum up the rest of the goddamn fucking turkey book? All right, so, Bo is a premeditated rapist and murderer, straight out of the gate. And let me say, once you're ready to premeditatively think about, I'm going to rape this person, moving the step towards murdering them is probably easy. Like, once you've dehumanized someone enough to literally think, I am going to rape them, not like accidentally happenstancing upon taking advantage of someone, which isn't really a thing you really do, but like, you know, this person being like, I'm going to rape someone. Once you're at that point, and murdering someone, it's not a leap. Because you've already dehumanized them to the point that clearly you don't care 
mm-hmm. about their feelings or them as a person. So Bo is much worse than we all thought and is ready yeah. to A. Oh, go ahead. Well, we get a whole chapter from his yeah. perspective, and that's how we know he's thinking these thoughts. Yeah. Because he stumbles across them all, and, and he's got his gun, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have her, and no one else will. Mm-hmm. He, oh. he's, he's there to steal turkeys, rape a specific lady, and then at one point he says, I could just leave her there to bleed, implying that he would just let her die and or murder her. And I'm like... Wow, dude, before I just thought you were a shitty, normal ex-boyfriend. Now you're literally a rapist and murderer because premeditation means you intended to do it. Yeah. Even if you didn't get the chance to follow through. Because it's not that he did. He decides against it. It's that these turkeys defend her. And she also, you know, it, trying to defend them. We get the cute, I would have taken a bullet for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then their dad shows up, the triplet's dad. With a gun, and he shoots it right next to Bo's head, blowing out his eardrum and scaring the fuck out of him. Bo tries to run away, and then all the turkey shifters run after him and trample him seemingly possibly to death. I and think we don't to know. death. The line, the line in his chapter where he's like, what is this, some silence of the turkey? <laughs> yeah. yeah. so funny. Yeah. That's good shit. And, like, it is, you're, like, you don't know if he's dead or not. And when Gabby asks about him, Thomas, their dad, says, oh, don't worry about him. He won't be a problem anymore. So, like, it's really heavily implied he's dead. Um, And then it's Turdickin time. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> so, basically, Gabby fucks all the guys at once. And um, decides that she is ready to get her mating bite. Or in this case, her mating peck. It is a peck. They fucking shift to have turkey beaks while fucking her. And then they peck her to mark her. So they say human. I don't know what's more fucked up. They say human, but they, they grow the human, beaks. But they but grow the beaks. Animorphs looking asses. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. It would have been more normal if they briefly stopped fucking her, turned into turkeys, pecked her, went back to fucking. Yeah. Yeah, but no, they stay human, but get turkey beaks, which is, it's so weird because, like, usually in shifter books, it's just, like, someone gets, like, fangs, you know, like, yeah. like fangs settled down, like, something that's not, like, visually really changing their face, but they get fucking beaks so they can peck her. Toucan Sam looking ass. <laughs> Jesus God damn it. If you are a member of our Watch the Videos Patreon or have access to the wallpaper notes I have provided, there's a a manifestation for you of what I pictured. Yeah, the, these these turkey-faced motherfuckers. <sighs> <laughs> and then we finally have Thanksgiving Day. Gabby has given up hunting turkeys, but she still plans to hunt deer in the hunt, coming deer hunting season. The two families have Thanksgiving together, and Gabby can now feel the triplets' emotions because that's the whole shifter soulmate thing that you can feel their emotions after you get the mating bite. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um... But apparently, during mating season, the triplets will try to seduce her as turkeys, which is a hilarious mental image. (laughs) Gabby's mom brings out the main dish, which is a large poultry. Timmy and Tank think it is a turkey and faint slash get sick. Tobias starts laughing, but it's actually just a chicken. It's still fucked up, though. It's still a poultry. They could have eaten ham. Uh, I was talking to Corinne earlier before we started recording, and I was like, it's so fucked up that they still chose a bird. Because, like, yeah. can you imagine if someone served you, like, a chimpanzee? 
but a humanoid <laughs> body that was similar to your own, even though it's an animal, like just looking at it would make you nauseous. See, like I, I think she's so real for that because that's so goddamn funny <laughs> to me. Well, and Tobias thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, am I Tobias? <laughs> you might be Tobias. <laughs> so all the mams, who's who? <sighs> I'm just raising my eyebrows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm Tobias, Corinne is Timmy, and Roxy's Tank. I'm trying to keep us in line, but I'm slipping. <laughs> and I am so naive. <laughs> You're not, but you are the most child-sized of the three of us. <laughs> I am small. I'm small bean. You're widow. I'm widow. I'm just small. Um, so then we we get an epilogue, which uh. is spring mating season. We get an Omegaverse mentioned again. Um, Gabby won't experience any mating season pain like an Omega. Uh, her birth control will stop her from having kids right now. It's, so it's not really a worry. The house has just been finished. They've just moved in. Um, but apparently they would have to mate outdoors to sate the turkeys because they want to be outside. And it lasts about a week. And we see some turkey mating dances. And I would like to read a, a very sh- brief section from turkey mating dances. You have to read this. You have to. Here we go. Uh, 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 here. No, no, no. Let's get to the page. Here we go. Uh, oh, no, that's the turd dick in my mistake. Here we go. Leaves shifted off to the right, followed by a deep gobble garnering my attention. I looked off in that direction, and I spied Tank's turkey stepping out into the clearing. He puffed up his chest, expanded the feather of his fan as I stared straight into his beautiful blue eyes. I'd been around the guy's turkey forms enough by now to know the difference between the three of them, which proved useful when Tobias pulled the jokes he liked to play. Another gobble sounded from my left, and I whipped my head in that direction. What? watching as Tobias's turkey came into view. His colors were a little lighter than Tank's, which was how I could tell them apart. He did exactly like his brother, puffing up and fanning out. They both started gobbling at the same time. The sound so deep I could feel them no. reverberate through my body. <laughs> I, I shifted. Can you do it deep? I can't. Here you go. You're the deeper turkey. <laughs> Sorry, we're trying to help. That's all I got. I could feel them reverberate through my body. I shifted around on my stump as my insides started tingling and my thong dampened. I was going to be soaked before we even got to the good stuff. A third gobble, this one slightly higher pitched, joined in with the other two. (laughs) And I darted my eyes forward to see Timmy's turkey racing into the area from the way I came. He didn't stop till he was standing right before me then. His chest puffed out and he started strutting back and forth in front of me. My breathing sped up as I watched him, knowing soon he would change back into his human form and the real fun would begin. Tank and Tobias strutted over to join him. Then all three of them stopped at the base of the stump right at my feet. They were all looking at me expectantly, but I was at a loss for what I was supposed to do now. I really shouldn't have zoned out when Amelia was talking about this part. The only thing I could do at this point was wing it. So I spread my legs in invitation, feeling slightly embarrassed that I was wide open in front of poultry. Damn it, Gabby, stop thinking of our mates as poultry. My cheeks heated as all three stepped a bit closer, and I watched intently as the blue hues of their eyes disappeared, leaving nothing but black staring at me. The surrounding air rippled, and suddenly Timmy's turkey was gone, replaced by the man himself. He dropped to his knees, and without saying a word, he snagged the thong, ripping it from my body. Uh... Mating dances. Okay. There's also another little epilogue story. There's two bonus chapters. Yeah, there's bonus chapters. 
Um. God damn. I. Somehow nothing happened and a lot happened all at once in this book is what I'm getting. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. So in the bonus chapters, Timmy and Gabby set out to go steal the taxidermy turkey back from Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> Poor oh, Mr. Jenkins. Poor Mr. Jenkins. So, like, good person in <laughs> Yeah, good person. Um, and he, they get caught by the other two brothers. And the other two brothers decide to go with them. And then they steal all of Mr. Jenkins' 20 stuffed turkeys from his trophy room and give them all a burial. It is deemed the heist of the year, and they get away with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's, like, on the news, and the yeah. news is interviewing Mr. Jenkins, and he's like, I don't know what happened. I just, all of those years of hunting proof, gone. And he's like, someone's grandpa was just a good guy. He's yeah. a good man. <laughs> this is Mr. Jenkins. He showed up for you. Yeah. I don't know why someone would steal them from me. Just this precious little old Southern man. I hate that. That sucks. And then the second bonus chapter. You're going to love this one, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Gabby and the triplets are going to try for kids this mating season. And so they've invited uh, the whole the whole fam, all the turkey shifters over to announce the news. They go to the store and hear a commotion in the meat department. When they head over there, they find Bo still alive. He had a mental breakdown after the turkey attack, lost his job at the city, moved back in with his family, and now talks to frozen turkeys, claiming he will get justice for them. He is now a vegetarian. The end. Great. You know what? <laughs> that might as well happen. Might that's, as well happen. That's that's this book. Um, that might, it might as well happen. Mm-hmm. I will say, I didn't hate this book. I don't think I have laughed this much as at a book in my whole life. Like, it was so funny. It was genuinely so funny. <laughs> Yeah, it, this was a very funny book. It was, it was tongue in cheek. It was satirical. It knew the, it knew these genres well enough to satirize it in such a way that it felt incredibly authentic to the point where there, like I said, I didn't believe, I was having trouble believing she was fucking with us until the turkey emojis after sex. Like up until that point, I was like, this is so I don't know if she knows how satirical she's being. And then there was turkey emojis after sex. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, she gets it. She gets it. She's fucking with us. Coda Coda knows what she's doing. She's fucking with us. Um, And I would say it's very well done. Um, Not something I would choose to read in my off time. Um, But uh, honestly, if you're looking to laugh, if you want a Thanksgiving read, if you like satire about things or if you you are heavy into shapeshifter paranormal romances omegaverse stuff and want to laugh about it i'm gonna give this a four weirdest fucking book i've ever read but it's not bad it's it's good it you just need to know you need to know what it is going in i feel to really get it to to really not hate it (laughs) i mean i can't rate this book because i didn't finish it so, um, I think Coda's out there doing somebody's God's work, but it's not my God. <laughs> it's a turkey God. Mm. I, because it made me laugh so much, I feel I have to give it a 4.5. There's no way in hell I'm giving a 5 to the turkey fucking book. 
But this was genuinely one of the funniest books I have ever read. I had to stop several times and like show my spouse or show my friends and like laugh together. It was an enjoyable read and I'm mad about it. I laughed out loud more in this book than I have, I think, any other book. Like yeah. I I don't laugh out loud when I'm reading. I might get like a like a heavy breath out of my nostrils or I might do like a little like a huh. Yeah, like yeah, a little but, LOL. Yeah, but I literally would have moments where I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> but I was laughing, like just sitting in my chair alone in a room, unable to comprehend what I just read. And that takes skill. I give code of that. It takes skill yeah. to make someone laugh that hard when reading. Because reading is actively something that's hard to make funny. It, it, because everybody's sense of humor is very different. And also, a lot can get lost in translation. And uh, somehow, she fucking did it. <laughs> All right. <sighs> now, when asked, do we want fanfics first? Or do we want a tingle? Um... I say we end on a tingle. What do you think, Roxy? I, I'd think? like to get the fanfics out of the way and end with a nice tingling. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Andy, fanfic. All right. My fanfic is called Under the Waning Moon. Let me find it again. I have several windows open because I am a boomer. Well, you were also doing like Photoshop and probably searching for photos. and Maybe. <laughs> But I remember, the fact that I remember the title should tell you something. Um, it is slight Alpha, Beta, Omega English. dynamics. There we go. Um, but literally the only thing it steals from it is nodding, which I'm like, god damn it. But surprisingly hotly written. And I am attracted to the character, so that like might be part of the reason. But like I was like, okay, god damn. And it is a Baldur's Gate 3 fanfic. Hey. I go with what fandom I'm into right now. And it is Baldur's Gate 3, bitch. It's Halson, the big druid man. Anyway. Um, who's it by? It is by a new account. No spaces in there. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I love that. They were like, I need to make an account right now. I'm just going to call it a new account. I need to a write this. Account. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, can, I can read the summary real quick or the yeah. tags. Okay. Oh, uh, summary, summary. Okay. You notice Halston is troubled lately, and while nothing could really prepare you for what he actually needs to clear his head, you're certainly here for the experience. Oh. The experience, eh? Additional tags. Size kink. ABO dynamics. Cunnilingus. Forest sex. Kissing. Gentleness. Nodding. It's really ABO adjacent. Blowjobs. Dirty talk. Cream pie. And muscles. Yeah, Enjoy. I muscles are at the end. Muscles. <laughs> All right. So I went with an Omegaverse fan fiction because Omegaverse was talked about multiple times in this book. And I actually went with the first Omegaverse fan fiction I remember reading. I was completely unaware of this being a thing until I stumbled across this fan fiction. Until I stumbled across this fan fiction. And first thing, let me get this out of the gate. This is a fan fiction that has some concerning stuff in it. Like, it, it is not for the light of heart. Um, content warnings, rape and non-con elements, bigotry and stereotypes, murder and attempted murder, abduction. Now, the reason why this is such like a, a kind of like a fucked up read is because this is what I... Okay, that sounds bad. What I like about... Omegaverse fanfiction is when it is 
studying it from a place of gender roles, politics, and what a universe would be like where this was reality. Mm-hmm. And this fan fiction does it. It is called Mad Zone by L1AV. It is an alternate universe, no powers, Omega vs. Captain America fic about Omega activist Steve Rogers getting abducted and left in a place called the Mad Zone in an attempt to disgrace and then kill him due to the trouble he is causing with his activism. Um, and I'm just going to, um, I, I can either read a short excerpt or I can read the summary. What do you want to get? I mean, I basically kind of gave a summary. So like short excerpt. Sure. Okay. I don't want to give too much of the story away because there's some twists and turns that I don't want to spoil. Um, but the very beginning is actually what drew me into this fan fiction in the first place. Cause I didn't even really know about any of this stuff when I started reading it. Mad zone, mating, aggression, and destabilization zone. And then this is in quotes, so it's somebody speaking. We can be better than this. We are not just our heat cycles or ruts. We're not just meek omegas or dumb alphas. We're scientists, teachers, students. We can be better. End the mad zone. Call your senators, your representatives. Let our voices be heard. We're better than this. Steve closes his eyes, taking in a long, even breath through his nose. He scoots closer to the microphone. He's broadcasting on lower FM frequencies, but he's got a steady following. His blog has over 50,000 hits, and the discussion threads are flooded with people just like him. They all want the mad zone abolished. It's held their country back for decades. It's, it's an outdated, stereotypical, suppressive mechanism where omegas are taken advantage of and alphas are reduced to violent beasts. Steve's tired of seeing Omegas forced into lesser paying jobs because they might have children or Alphas getting off scot-free because it's just Alphas being Alphas. Living his life as an Omega, he's been catcalled, told to smile, and smacked unceremoniously in the ass. He's been followed, harassed, and whined to because I'm a nice Alpha. He's done. He's done with it. Alphas need accountability and Omegas need to know how strong they are. The Mad Zone just reinforces stereotypes and holds all people back. This is Steve Rogers signing off. He clicks the offline switch, slumping back into his chair, rubbing his face roughly, he sighs. He always gets revved up when he's on the soapbox. Hmm. And so that was the first Omegaverse fanfiction I read. I had no idea what this was. (laughs) And when I stumbled upon this and I'm like, huh, this is very interesting. And like, I'm not really into Omegaverse fanfiction. It just doesn't do it for me. It's not really my thing. Mm -hmm. No offense if it is. But what I do like is I like when it's an interesting critique on rhetoric, rhetoric, politics, uh, like how our gender roles define us. Mm -hmm. And this story really is good at that um, because it talks about how like how we're seen by others affects our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a disturbing fan fiction. It has some really rough shit in it, but it does have a happy ending. And it's also it's it's interesting. Um, It. If you've never read Omega Verse fan fiction, it's gonna you're gonna learn a lot. If you have read it, it might be more um, political than maybe you're used to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I have to say I'm I've probably read more Omega Verse fan fiction like this than I have of the normal variety. <laughs> so fair enough. For, for my fan fiction, I have actually have a request of the community. Um, because I could not find this and I want it to exist. I want a fan fiction based on the Friends episode where Monica sticks her tur- her head up a turkey's ass. <laughs> I want a fan fiction of that one Friends episode where she's like dancing and shimmying with the turkey on her head. Uh, 
and fucking what's his tits is a turkey shifter that's been hiding in plain sight. Yes, yes, you're already starting the story. You're already. Cookie, we're counting on you. Cookie, please. Don't do that. No. We love Cookie's been writing a fanfic about us, and we love them. Shout out, it's Cookie. It's so good. It's, it's so, good. so good. It's so good. Check it out. It's very funny. Uh, and very... In, in character. In character. Very in character. We're not characters, but... Oh, I feel like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're characters in a new way. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, now it's time for our tingling tingle. Tingle me! We're going to tingle. No. Chuck, no, 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 no. Chuck really knows how to celebrate Thanksgiving. So this story is based about somebody who wasn't able to get a family together or friends together for Thanksgiving. So instead, they got a recommendation for a friend to go to an event called Poundsgiving. Seconds later, the door opens, but the figure standing before me is not at all what I expected. Floating in the air is a beautiful plate of steaming, buttery mashed potatoes. Oh, hey, I stammer. Is this the Lort residence? I step back a moment and glance around, searching for the address in an effort to double-check I'm at the right place. The living mashed potatoes smile. Are you lost? She questions. We were just sitting down for a nice, quiet Thanksgiving dinner. Sorry about that, I I reply, shaking my head. I must be at the wrong house. You're probably looking for the orgy next door. The mashed potatoes continue. My heart skips a beat as she says this, a mortifying sense of self-consciousness erupting through my veins. I try my best to act natural. There There was an orgy next door? The sentient food nods. Really disgusting stuff over there, she offers. Her expression deeply solemn until she finally can't take it anymore. I'm just fucking with you. This is Lord's house. A wave of relief washes over me. Oh my God, I stammer. I I felt so awkward. I really thought I was at the wrong house. The mashed potato's face drops again. Why? Because food can't fuck, she questions. No, I stammer. The emotional whiplash almost too much to handle. Fortunately, the living food relents again. Just kidding. She blurts with a smile, then motions me inside. Come on in. I'm Emily. Trebo, I reply, introducing myself in turn. The second I step through the threshold of this warm house, I'm hit with yet another wave of powerful Thanksgiving scent. The smell of this glorious feast nearly bowling me over. I'm immediately greeted by all the seasonal senses one might expect, but as I round the corner, I find myself screeching to yet another halt. I now have a view of the dining room, and from here I can see there are no other guests this evening. Well... No other human guests. Instead, the scene is filled with several delicious portions of happily chatting living food. These sentient dishes hover above each chair that makes their way around the central table. Everything you could hope for is here. Corn, bread, green beans, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. The only thing missing is a turkey, which has been replaced by a similarly looking loaf of tofu. The whole group stops when they see me, immediately falling into silence. Uh, hi. I stammer, not entirely sure what to say. I'm Trebo, my friend Greg, so I could celebrate Thanksgiving with you all. This moment of awkward silence lasts a brief second longer, then finally breaks into a round of excited cheers and warm smiles. You're here, says the dish of sentient stuffing, floating over to introduce himself. I'm Lort. Thanks for having me, I reply. I really appreciate it. I can't help it as my eyes continue wandering over this assortment of diners, taking them all in. Everyone is startlingly Everyone is startlingly attractive, not just as plates of food, but as erotic partners. I can't help but notice I'm the only human, I cautiously add. The stuffing grins. It's your lucky day, I guess. This excerpt is from Bisexually Stuffed by an Orgy of Sentient Thanksgiving Foods. 
Looking for the sexy bits? Well, those secrets are chucks, not ours, and we don't kiss and tell. You can find this book on Amazon and Kindle for only $2.99. Happy Thanksgiving, Bams. Are you thankful to Chuck for such a scintillating play on holiday traditions? I'm thankful that I could guess he was going to have the word stuffed somewhere in the title. I was going <laughs> to say that before we started, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow. <laughs> I'm thankful for this book being over. Yeah, that too. I'm thankful for you two doing this podcast with me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We love you, buddy. We love you. Loved you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. This brings us to a close. Next time, we'll have a special guest joining us. My good friend, Sweeta, who has a lot of feelings about romance books, will be reading her book selection, Serving Pleasure, by Alicia Rye. Hungry for touch. Raina Malik is over being her family's resident black sheep. She's on a mission. Ditch the casual hookups, revamp her bad girl image, and fall in love with a proper Mr. Wright. Even her conservative mama can't find fault with. Not on the menu, the beautiful, the brooding Mr. Wright now, who lives next door and all the ways he whets her appetite. Starving for love. Artist Micah Hale had it all. Women's success, friends, family, until his world changed in a single act of senseless violence. Now struggling to conceal his scars and get his life and career back on track, he knows he has nothing to offer a woman except his body. He's not looking for love, but he can't control his craving for the sexy bombshell voyeur he caught looking at him. Just one bite. Their attraction boils over and their defenses are stripped off along with their clothes. They promise they'll walk away if it gets too hot. But it's hard to do the right thing when being wrong feels so good. <sighs> I have to say, after this last book, if uh, eyes and a drool emoji had a sound, you'd be hearing it right now. Until then, looking for hot content and even hotter vibes, check out our Patreon. You can find it linked on our Twitter and Blue Sky, WBTYMPod. You can also find us on Instagram with the same name. Plus, we have a Facebook page and Tumblr, if you're into that kind of thing. Please follow, rate, and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Tell a friend. Chase down a coworker. We've got so much love to give, we need your help to spread it. Finally, we'd like to thank Acorns for our theme song. This has been Wham Bam, thank you, ma'am. And I hope we've left you thoroughly satisfied. Get flirty! And stay!